0: Whenever I try to find the words to explain what it feels like to write, I come up empty. I'm aware of the irony of not having the words to describe the process of spilling words, especially in a book about writing, but that's how it is. I write, but sometimes it feels like I am written. It's as if the edges of myself dissolve and the words enter where my skin used to be. Hello there and welcome to episode six of the Fearless Writer podcast. My name is Beth Kempton and I'm so glad you're here. I've created this podcast to encourage you along your writing path. It's a companion to my book, The Way of the Fearless Writer, which is where the opening words of this episode were taken from. I hope you will read and love the book and that along with this podcast, it will inspire many words of your own to flow. In today's episode, we're going to explore the bliss of deep writing and look at how to ease ourselves into this experience where beauty, truth and insight seem to bubble up naturally from the depths of us and we spill them onto the page. What I really want you to know this week is this. From my own experience, I can say without a doubt That writing is a way of accessing an altered state of consciousness whereby our skin seems to dissolve and words enter in and which sometimes causes words to appear on the page that later we don't even remember having written but sense as a deeply held truth. I don't have scientific evidence for this but I do have the evidence in all of my notebooks. It sounds like the work of some illegal hallucinogen but it's just writing and isn't that wild of course not all writing feels like this but a lot of it does and the more we move away from our daily distractions and the more often we write and the more consciously we use ritual the more we enter this state at least it's true for me and it might be for you too i really want you to know that this state is not reserved for certain people It's accessible to anyone, and you can learn how to experience it. When I was working on The Way of the Fearless Writer earlier this year, I'd spent several days on solo retreat at a place where no devices are allowed, so I'd written many thousands of words by hand in my notebook, in silence. I'd planned to travel back from the retreat by train, so I stayed in a pub with rooms in a nearby town the night before, so I could get to the station early. And I was tired so I went to bed quite early before the pub closed and the bar downstairs was really noisy and I couldn't get to sleep. My curtains weren't fully drawn and the streetlight outside my window was sending a slice of bright orange light into my room and that wasn't helping. So I got out of bed and went over to the window to close the curtains. I noticed that it was raining heavily outside and as I got close to the window I could hear the rain. well as see it. I stood there for a while, leant my forehead against the cool glass and watched the rain form silvery puddles on the dark road. Before I knew it, a particular memory from a very strange experience on a similarly dark and rainy night in Beijing many years ago rushed back to me, or rather I was poured back into the memory. I don't know how long it lasted because as soon as I realised I was in it, I wasn't in it anymore. But when I looked down, the entire scene from that night years ago was there in the pages of my notebook, and I was sitting at the desk on the other side of the room. Every single detail of a night that I hadn't thought about in years was laid out there on the pages, but now with a whole new layer of significance and insight. That story became the prologue for The Way of the Fearless writer and the unravelling of the mystery contained within that story became the epilogue. And this is how it happens sometimes. Weather or a strong sensory experience can be the spark for us to enter into this state of deep writing. The silent writing retreat had definitely primed me, so when I was absorbed into the experience of the dark, wet night, The visceral nature of it allowed me to reach back through time into a parallel experience, which was exactly the story I needed. I had no idea that was going to happen. Sometimes this deep writing seems to happen spontaneously when something in our environment is a natural catalyst, just as in that experience in the pub that night. But we can also create the conditions for it. We can be led in by a candle or a question Or a beautiful ritual, and we can enter it using a spark, as we have been doing each episode of this podcast, and as I often do in my writing classes and in my own practice. Personally, I love to use poetry or a piece of poetic writing for my spark. I have quite a big poetry collection, and I will often just take down an anthology at random, open it at random, and read what's on the page in front of me. Often, such writing takes me by surprise. It stops the flow of time for a moment as I'm held in aesthetic arrest. I stumble over my breath, look again to experience the beauty once more, read it aloud. Sometimes I peer in to get a sense of how the writer has done it. I often find no clues because I can't see beyond the weight of my heart aching with the beauty and the longing to write like that. To know that somewhere, sometime, someone will have their life extended by a few seconds as their whirling world pauses for them to swallow the beauty of the poem whole. That's what I sharpen my pencil for. I know that usually I'm a long way off, but I hold it gently in my sights. And it's one of the reasons I write a lot, and read a lot. I do it because I know when your world tilts like that, the trajectory shifts a little. The world cracks open a little. A little more light pours in. I read poetry to make myself a better writer and also because it can lead me somewhere where my own words are waiting. I love this explanation from Jane Hirschfield in her book Nine Gates, which hints at why reading poetry can be so effective. Letting this wideness of being into ourselves, as readers or as writers, while staying close to the words themselves we begin to find in poems a way of entering both language and being on their own terms. Poetry leads us into the self but also away from it. Transparency is part of what we seek in art and in art's mind of concentration that is both capacious and focused. Free to turn inward and outward, free to remain still and wondering amid the mysteries of mind and world, we arrive, for a moment at a kind of fullness that overspills into everything. One breath taken completely, one poem fully written, fully read. In such a moment, anything can happen. Depressed oil of words can blaze up into music, into image, into the heart and mind's knowledge. The lit and shadowed places within us can be warmed. If you think poetry isn't your thing, maybe that's just because the particular poems you've been exposed to haven't been the poems that move you. And maybe you haven't found your kind of poems yet, but there are many kinds of poems and there are many kinds of sparks other than poetry. Perhaps you could try one of these before you begin. You could read a passage from a self-help book or a memoir or a novel perhaps. And of course, with any of these, you don't have to read them from a page you could just as easily listen to a random passage in audiobook you can use an item representing one of the elements or something from nature as your spark you can meditate on a feather or a shell a stone a river a leaf a piece of bark for example you can allow yourself to enjoy a guided meditation or a movement practice You can use a piece of your own finished writing as a spark or a piece of your own unfinished writing, not with the intention of editing it, but with the intention of diving back into it at the place which feels most alive. You can flick back through your old journals and pull out a sentence at random and use that as your spark. You can use a writing prompt or exercise from somewhere else. You can listen to music, listen to a song for its lyrics or its rhythm, You can try writing with that rhythm. You can pull an oracle card. I love to pull an oracle card. We talk about going within and going deep as if we're somehow shrinking into ourselves. But sometimes what I wonder is whether we really mean we're going beyond. Going beyond our sense of our regular self in the world with our fixed identity, which is often closely related to the roles we play and the stories we carry about who we are how we should act and what we're capable of. I think this is what happens to us when we experience this kind of deep writing. It's at once a retrieval from beyond the boundaries of my regular life sense of self, um, beyond the walls of the mother who plays with her children, the spouse who makes plans about kitchen renovations with her husband, the business owner who spends too much time on email. And it's also a way to explore and reach into all that we cannot explain. It's just me and the words becoming each other. There may be a sense of losing control in the same way that you can't capture a wave, only harness its power. and That's a good thing. It's safer than it sounds. It simply means you're going deep. Sometimes the remembered experience is in images, or sometimes it's in feelings or textures or specific events. It might have seemed vague or completely clear. You might experience something that would seem strange to your rational mind but seemed completely normal or real or possible in the moment. It's hard to say because as soon as you realise you're in it, you're out of it. Luckily, there are usually words on the page that you can peer into. The resulting writing often centres around the vastness of human experience, capturing how our inner and outer worlds affect each other and how we humans are so different and yet so similar. The words are often raw, wild and profound. But don't go into it thinking you have to write something raw, wild and profound. Go into it thinking I'm going to breathe. I'm going to read a poem and I'm going to write. As Haruki Murakami said in The New Yorker, if there's a door and you can open it and enter that other place, you do it. It's just curiosity. What's inside? What's over there? So that's what I do every day. When I'm writing a novel, I wake up around four in the morning and go to my desk and start working. That happens in a realistic world. I drink real coffee. But once I start writing, I go somewhere else. I open the door, enter that place and see what's happening there. I don't know or I don't care if it's a realistic world or an unrealistic one. I go deeper and deeper as I concentrate on writing into a kind of underground. While I'm there, I encounter strange things, but while I'm seeing them, to my eyes, they look natural. And if there's a darkness in there, that darkness comes to me. and Maybe it has some message, you know? I'm trying to grasp the message. So I look around that world, and I describe what I see, and then I come back. I know all of this might sound a bit woo, but personally, I don't think it matters whether you believe that creativity comes from a divine source, or there are spirits in rocks and waterfalls, or you like to call upon an ancient goddess or ask for a blessing from Mother Earth before you write. What matters is entering into a space of possibility. That perhaps, just perhaps, not everything we see and think is real. And not everything that is real can be seen or felt by us. That way you dissolve the barriers to what you've not yet experienced and you enter the land of the mythic. This doesn't mean you have to write about myth. It means bringing an element of the mythic back with you, pouring that life force and sense of wild story, human fallibility, otherness and wonder into your writing, whether your subject is grandmothers or grief, paperclips or purpose. This deep writing can infuse your words with an aliveness that feels retrieved from somewhere other than your analytical brain. You know it when you write it, and you know it when you read it. I really encourage you to read Chapter 6 of The Way of the Fearless Writer to discover what I learned about writing from the Sea Women of Japan, how to use ritual to go deeper in your own writing, and how to thin your skin to listen to the world. You'll also find a host of exercises to lead you into the bliss of deep writing. Today's writing exercise here on the podcast is actually a visualisation which is taken from the meditation album that comes with the audiobook version of The Way of the Fearless Writer. If you've got the physical book or the e-book, you can still access that whole meditation album. Just look near the front for information about bonus content, And you'll find a link for downloading all the visualizations. I hope you love them and that they help you go deep with your writing. Okay, that is enough chat. It is time to write, my friend. As with each episode, I'm going to invite you to breathe slowly and deeply for a few breaths to settle yourself into the writing moment. And then I'm going to read you a spark. You'll get two minutes to respond to that. And then I'm going to offer you that visualization. And at the end of the visualisation, you'll have 10 minutes of silence. You might want to settle yourself somewhere that you can lie down for the visualisation part and then comfortably write afterwards. You might want to prepare a blanket, cushion or bolster to go under your knees, perhaps a blanket under the small of your back, um, a pillow if you're under your head, whatever makes you comfortable. And you might enjoy having a blanket to cover you. And keep you warm for this visualization. At the end of the 10 minutes of silence after the visualization you will hear a gong and I will wrap up the podcast. If you'd rather keep writing of course just pause the audio and keep going until you have finished. I'd love to hear how you get on with this. Feel free to share by tagging me on Instagram at Beth Kempton. Hashtag fearless writer podcast. Okay are you ready? First, take a few slow, deep
1: breaths here. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale.
0: Exhale. Just keep going for a few more breaths at your own pace to arrive fully in this writing moment. Today's Spark is an untitled poem by Antonio Machado, translated by Robert Bly and found in The Enlightened Heart, an anthology edited by Stephen Mitchell. In our souls, everything moves guided by a mysterious hand. We know nothing of our souls that are ununderstandable and say nothing. The deepest words of the wise man. Teach us the same as the whistle of the wind when it blows or the sound of water when it is flowing. To truly listen to the world and write about it from a place of truth we have to thin our skin until we're almost porous so the light can penetrate deep within. We listen to the world and it listens through us. And today's visualisation is intended to help you do just that. To thin your skin so you can listen to the world and write what you hear. Now this meditation is very powerful and it might bring up some feelings of vulnerability and exposure, which is why I encourage you to be under a blanket if you want to. And also, I encourage you to make sure you listen to the end of the audio to fully close out the experience. Because the truth is, when we come to share our words with the world, or just live as sensitive souls in the world, we often have to consciously thicken our skin for a sense of safety, and so we don't absorb everything that comes at us. Okay, so as you're ready, find your comfortable position lying on the floor, face up. Place your hands by your side, palms upwards, a little away from your body and rotate your feet outwards if that feels good to you. Now close your eyes, feel the ground beneath you and breathe
1: deeply and steadily.
0: Imagine you're able to separate yourself from your body as if you can slide out of your physical container and observe yourself lying there comfortably, breathing steadily. You watch your belly rising and falling with the inhale and exhale. You see a gentle smile spread across your face with the joy of this quiet moment. And then you notice a very faint silver mist rising from your body. You peer in closer and realise that with each exhale, a layer of your skin seems to be atomizing, almost like an evaporation. Skin cells rising up silently into the air to form a haze of silver. Inhale.
1: Exhale. A loose cloud of silver mist hovering. Inhale, exhale. More silver mist.
0: Your body is still very much there and solid. These layers are microscopic, but they're layers all the same, peeling off and atomizing, not into nothingness, but into this beautiful glittery haze all around you. And the strangest thing is with each layer that atomizes, you can sense the world
1: more acutely. Inhale,
0: exhale, silver mist rising. Sensing beauty as a tangible thing. Inhale. Exhale. Silver mist rising. Experiencing a sense of who you really
1: are. Inhale, exhale, silver
0: mist rising, feeling a freshness with the release of each layer as inspiration pours into you. Inhale, exhale, silver mist rising, absorbing the world through your skin. Now slowly and gently open your eyes enough to locate your notebook and pen, find a comfortable position and write whatever wants to be written. The gong will sound in 10 minutes, try to keep the pen moving for all of that time. now lay down your notebook and pen and come back to your position lying down face up get comfortable again close your eyes or lower your gaze and picture yourself once more surrounded by all that beautiful
1: silver mist
0: take a moment for gratitude here for the miracle of life and the human capacity to access the imagination in this way. And now watch as the mist slowly descends back towards your body like dust motes caught in a beam of sunlight, condensing on contact with your skin, reforming the layers that were there before. With each descending layer, you're wrapped like a gift until all the mist has dissipated and you are safe to re-enter the world. You slip back into your body, open your eyes and return knowing that you may have thickened your skin up again as a buffer against the world, but you cannot unsee what you witnessed. You cannot unknow what you experienced. You cannot unwrite what you have written. Now you know how to thin your skin. You have access to a whole world of inspiration. You're a different kind of writer now. Thank you for sharing this time with me today. Please ease yourself back into your day gently and have a wonderful week of writing. I'll be back again next week talking about how we take our wild words and shape them into something we might want to share with others. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. There is so much more goodness coming. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave a lovely review and a rating so others can discover it. And of course, tell all your writerly friends. You have been listening to the Fearless Writer podcast with me, Beth Kempton. This podcast was produced by Untapped Talent. And the theme music at the end of the podcast is The River, sung by Danny Nichols and co-written by Danny Nichols and me, Beth Kempton. You can listen to the full edition of this gorgeous song, all about life, on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp or wherever you get your music. And you can dive deeper into your writing with my book, The Way of the Fearless Writer, complete with 50 original writing exercises. I hope it will help you release the gold buried deep inside, spilling it as ink onto the page. And remember my friend, you are a writer and the world needs your medicine.